Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the fifth quarter studio in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the Five Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast with our host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. Before we jump into today's topic, uh, first we'd love if you'd go leave a 5-star review. We love those. But also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, next thing is I would like to you to, to mention teachhoops.com. Um, it is the number one resource out there, in my opinion, uh, for basketball coaches. Um, you know, I, when I started it several years ago, and I, and I know you have lots of uh, – of options out there. I know there's lots of free options. There's a lot of stuff I put on YouTube that to, to get back to the community. Um, but there's a lot of free resources. There's other paid communities. I understand that. I, I would I would put up ours against anything. Our new site is up. We're very excited about it. Um, I have you know I've experienced. I have coached at the junior high, at the elementary level, at the junior high level, at the high school level, at the collegiate level. You know, my teams have been nationally ranked in in high in, in, in high school um we've won numerous state titles you know i've experienced that i know what it, I've, I've i've had the ups and downs i've had the parent problems i've had the kids not playing hard i've had all the issues you have and and maybe some of the other people that are running things out there have also experienced that but i would question that you have the one-on-one you know i answered five emails today from teach hoops members who had just real quick questions they wanted them answered couple of them, we set up some one-on-one calls. Um, so, you know, I, I think our service and what we offer is second to none. So I would ask you to go over and check it out. 14-day free trial. I do not think you'll be disappointed. I really don't. Um, it's a great community. Uh, so let's get off to, <laughs> this is the funny part. I'm chuckling to myself. The keys to when, when you should call a timeout. So I'm going to take a drink here. So there's going to be a little gulp. But um, if there is a special place in purgatory or heaven for people that call timeouts or take timeouts home, I am going to have plenty of them. Um, and it might be since the 2011 state championship game when we went into triple overtime. And luckily I had 
extra timeouts at that point and, and had extra players, to be honest with you, um, that we were able to deal with some of those things. But uh, I think it's really um, important and there's some key criteria that we're going to talk about as far as when you want them. But I, <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm not, I don't always do all the things I'm going to preach to you. I try to, but um, I don't always do it. So first one, I think is to stop momentum. And I think basketball is really a game of momentum, a momentum shift. So if someone that has never played or has never coached or done anything with basketball can kind of even watch a game on TV and kind of feel the momentum shifting back and forth. Um, so I think you can use, there's several ways. First of all, on court, there's lots of ways to stop momentum. You know, you, you, I always tell the boys, if, if the momentum is shifting, how can we stop the momentum? Well, we got to get a score. We got to get a stop and then a score. Well, how do we get that score? Well, if things aren't going well, maybe we have to get to the free throw line. Maybe we have to get the ball inside. Maybe we have to run a little bit more time on offense. So there's ways of stopping momentum without necessarily calling a timeout. However, for my volleyball coach, which is, if you know anything about rally scoring in volleyball, it's virtually impossible to stop momentum. A high school coach can stop momentum um, by calling a timeout. We you know we have five of them. There's no overtimes. It's it's just enough to maybe stop them from shifting. You know the key the key I always tell the boys the key to winning basketball games is is making their momentum shift shorter and ours longer. So if we're on one, we don't want we definitely don't want a timeout if we're on a roll, and if we're not on a roll, we want to stop them. So that's where a timeout can kind of come into play as far as stopping the momentum. Um, next one is possession late in the game. So the possessions become more important maybe in the last two or three minutes of a game, especially if it's close. Our rule is if there's a scrum or a loose ball early, we don't call a timeout. We know we're going to get it. We're going to take it away from you. That ball is ours. No one is getting it. Um, so that is something really important in our program, in our culture, that we just know that we're just going to go in and we're not going to burn a timeout. However, it does change in the last you know several minutes where hopefully I've kept some of my timeouts and I want to maintain a possession, um, then I can definitely do that and I can hold on to the ball at that specific point. So we really, you know, I can name the number of times probably in the last two or three years that I've had to call a timeout to maintain a possession at the end. Maybe we're going to, there's going to be a jump ball and we're going to lose the possession and it's really important. But, um, you know, maintaining that possession at the end is really important. Next thing I think is, again, goes back to number one with changing momentum is to change your offense and defenses. It doesn't matter which level you're at. Change is hard. So let's say we're running our 2-3 zone and it's working really well. And all of a sudden they've come down and hit a couple threes that are playing really well. Some teams can change on the fly. Some teams need to actually, you need to sit down and say, hey, now we're going to run our trapping man or we're going to, you know, we're going to push him sideline on our man to man. Um, so both you can do changes both in offense and defense through a timeout. Maybe maybe your continuity offense, your read and react, your dribble drive is working really well, and then all of a sudden it stops working. Well, maybe you have to take a timeout and you have to run a couple quick hitters, or maybe you want to do um, something that is more continuity-based. Maybe you want to run the swing or something like that, um, or the triangle offense, something that's more continuity-based. So. You can go kind of back and forth, but a timeout allows you to kind of, especially with the younger ages, to teach and to change and say, hey, we're going to stop them right here. We're going to change our offenses and defenses. 
Um, before I go to the next three, um, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com, like I said. And also, if you could subscribe and like to these podcasts, that really does mean a lot to us. Um, those five-star reviews are huge, and uh, subscribing is very big um, for us. So if you could do that, that we would really appreciate that. All right, the next one is, especially if you don't have a deep bench. Luckily, this year I have a very deep bench. But if you don't have a deep bench, um, you can use a timeout, especially in the second half, maybe to rest your players. Um, you know, that minute is enough for them to get a drink, kind of get their heads around it to, to rest a little bit. Um, you, so it's a way of, it's a way of resting without substituting. So maybe Johnny is really shooting the ball well, but he's gassed and you want to keep him in the game Well, you can use a timeout to rest him and then still keep him in the game. Um, so to give a player a rest is a, is another great method, um, for using a timeout. Next one is to stop the stop the clock, <laughs> and this goes back to what I said in that 2011. I'll try to remember to put it down in the show notes along with these these bullet points. But um, the 2011, you know, you have to be able to stop the clock at, at times, and that's where you need those 30s and a couple timeouts at the end to be able to stop the clock. Um, otherwise, it's going to run out. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to set things up. Maybe you have to trap. So definitely keep. <laughs> some timeouts if you're down at the end of it so you can foul you it can become a a, a foul thing at that at the end of the game so to stop the clock at the end of the game is really important um that's why you want those timeouts otherwise you know if there's less than five seconds you don't have any timeouts left my guy's not even throwing the ball and i'm not even having to pick it up because they're not going to be they're not going to be able to make a five second call so you want to be able to stop the clock at the end of the game especially when you're down um to be able to foul, to be able to stop it, to be able to set something up, to pressure. Um, and then the last one, and I have been guilty of this, is uh, maybe to get on your guys. You know, I've used 30-second timeouts to do that. I've used full timeouts to do that. Sometimes you just got to light a fire under them. Um, I'm not a big, you know, I was a much, big, much bigger screamer early in my career than I am now. Um, but sometimes they just need a wake-up call. Sometimes they just need to like, hey, why are we not executing? Hey, why are we not getting on the on the floor for loose balls and why 50-50 balls? Hey, you know, we're not executing. You're getting killed on the offensive glass. We got to rebound. So blah, blah, blah. So I think both of those are things that you um, you can use your timeouts for. So let's go through these again real quick. First one is to stop momentum. Um, second one is to, for a late, late game possession. I think that's really important. Change offenses and defenses. That could be maybe a subset of number one, changing momentum, giving, giving your players rest, I think is really important to stop the clock at the end of the game and to fire up your players. I hope you enjoyed these. I hope these were, I hope they were helpful. Um, if you have any other ones that you think we missed, definitely put them, respond to me at Steve at teachups.com. Um, or if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you leave it down in the show notes. We would appreciate that. Subscribe and like um, if you love this. And then uh, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Don't think you'll be disappointed. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.